So I'd like to call the meeting to order and uh, do a roll call. If I can find it always at the last page. Okay, Lusala here, Maliabo. Thank you, I appreciate that. Paul Schrent, Pandya. We do. I do too. Johns, Kolash. Present. Our vacant Ismail here. Chris. Here. All right. Item two, reading of the Native American Land Acknowledgement. Any volunteer? I can. All right. Maliabo volunteering. Okay, find the first. Third page. Third sheet. We meet today in the community of Iowa City, which now occupies the lands of Native American nations to whom we owe our commitment and dedication. The air of Iowa City was within the homelands of the Iowa, Misquaki, and Sauk. And because history is complex and time goes far back beyond memory, we also acknowledge the ancient connections of many other indigenous people here. The history of, of broken treaties and forced removal that dispossessed indigenous people of their homeland was and is an act of colonization and genocide that we cannot erase. We implore the Iowa City community to commit to understanding and addressing these injustices as we work towards equity, restoration, and reparations. Thank you. Item three, approval of the August 22nd, 2023 meeting minutes. Those of you that were here, if you see any omission or anything that need correction. Motion to approve. I made motion. Can I I'll get a second? second? All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, same, same sign. Item four, public comments. Uh, item not on the agenda. Commentators shall not address the commission for no more than five minutes. Commissioners should not engage in discussion with the public or one another concerning said item. I don't see any public. Mm -hmm. So we're going to move on to item number five, correspondence. I see Stephanie has passed out some uh, correspondence that we got the late handout. And there was also an email from Annie Tucker. So... I encourage you guys to read it, and possibly we can discuss it at some point. And if it, it's applicable to any um, committee, please feel free to just reach out directly to Annie. Yes. Thank you, Stephanie. Item number six, update on outreach and engagement by the police department. Officer Bailey. So, and feel free to call me, Kevin. We, uh, Veronica May, who was a full-time outreach specialist, took another job within the city, and we're happy for her, but it, it sure did leave a void. You know, that's 40 hours a week we're not doing of outreach. We currently have, we went through the hiring process. We hired Trey Hall, who is a station master, 
at the police department, he's probably not going to be with our outreach division full time for probably four or six weeks until they get the new person trained. He's training with me part time right now. And then Joshua's preparing to go on uh, baby leave. So we're oh. going to be real thin in October, November, December, which is a real busy time for us. But leading up to those transitions, we, we got a lot done. And I just hit the highlights. Literally, we're, we're doing stuff every single day. But we had National Night Out, and you'll see I got some pictures here. Probably one of the biggest National Night Outs I've seen. Uh, what we're seeing now, and, and I'll tell you a little story at the end, the kids are coming up to us more now versus us. I don't want to use the word pushing ourselves on them, but it's always been, especially since COVID, it's always been us engaging. Now we're, I don't want to say inundated, it's not the word, but I can't go to a football game without high school kids wanting to take pictures with me now. I can't go to the neighborhood center without kids asking for sticker badges and, and slap bracelets. So the work that my predecessor did and Joshua and Veronica, I'm actually starting to see and feel the benefit of what we're doing with outreach. You're in uniform at those times? Well, sometimes I am. That per This is a perfect example. So. We had the neighborhood centers that have a breakfast in the morning for the Hispanic families. Mm -hmm. And they initially don't want us in uniform. So we'll come in soft uniform, then I'll dress more, you know, where they can see my badge. You know, I still hide my gun. And then we eventually get to where I'm in uniform. So it, it's very tricky depending on the population we deal with. But I was in full uniform at the last breakfast we were. And this little girl came in with her dad, single dad, and she was absolutely terrified of me. So initially I'm thinking she thinks I'm ice, she thinks I'm immigration, yeah. all the things we learn. So I give her a sticker badge. I mean, she's crying. I talked to her dad and we realized her dad is telling her when you're bad, hmm. I'm calling the police. Um. So literally having that conversation for 10 minutes and then letting dad know maybe that's not the best. He recognized it because of the fear. Mm -hmm. The little girl sat and ate donuts with me and did fidget spinners. And so we have to be very mindful of how, you know, some kids we can go, like I talked to the high school varsity city high team. The coach asked me to come in plain clothes just because they, they want me to talk. They're 16, 17, some of them 18. Yeah. They want me to talk to these youth as men yes and not talk to them so we have a just a dialogue so it, it depends we're in uniform a lot but not always is the best answer and and joshua and veronica both and now trey are very mindful because they set a lot of this stuff up and they'll tell me okay sarge we blue jeans t-shirt today uniform tomorrow soft uniform this day and i just we just go with their judgment but like National Night Out, we were all in uniform. You'll see the photo here. Yeah. Uh, multiple officers participated. A lot of our younger officers did. Uh, like I said, I did. I was invited into City High, Day in the Life of a Police Officer, something we do at EMS, trying to get, because they're the future firefighters, police officers, outreach, dispatchers. So I've been invited to more of those events recently. What was kind of cool about the City High thing is it went so well. The, the boys asked if I would be their honorary captain on the 9-11. So I got to go out and do the, wow. the coin toss. Wow. So I got honored with the military and fire. And so, and they asked to take this photo. This wasn't me trying to blast something on our social media. And uh, we've got two of these kids, kids, young men, um, 
that are going to do ride-alongs with me some night because they just want to see yes. and they're best friends. I'm like, come in a supervisor car. We can both go together and, and we'll go have a, a night at it. And these are African-American kids that are thinking about going to Kirkwood. Had never thought about going into EMS before this 10-minute talk that turned into an hour and 10 minutes. That's great. So, so we're real proud of what we're doing. We did the Welcome Fest at Mercer Park. That's the bottom left. And that's the one, it just shows the work Joshua's doing because I go in there and they're like, Mr. Joshua, I mean, the kids are swarming him and I'm right next to him in uniform yeah. and we're, we're giving, giving things away. I did the ROTC stair climb for 9-11 with the university students. I think we're gonna get a couple of applicants out of that group. Kirkwood Community College, I did the interview process for them. The Climate Fest, the Bolt, we showed everybody our electric vehicle. Uh, I'm on the Community Violence Intervention. It's kind of a new thing the county attorney's doing. Not, it's so infant. I mean, it's in its infant stages. I don't have a whole lot other than when we identify something that potentially go violent or even with juveniles, we try to get the partners in together and squash it before it becomes, like they just had a shooting in Cedar Rapids, I think happened from a burglary from two years ago and the, the sides are still feuding. So we're trying to get into that. Of course, Lane County Detention Board. The top left is something else. This gentleman's wife uh, had breast cancer and uh, she's a survivor. And him and his wife and family ended up in the Guinness Book of World's Record with the biggest pink ribbon for really? cancer awareness. And Veronica and I were the official witnesses for the measurements and stuff. So my name is now in the <laughs> World's World. Record because this guy won it. So he, he honored us and gave us a bunch of plaques. Um, and then I want to say one more thing. So we did uh, EMS camp and Safety Village in the summer. And I know we're making positive contacts with these kids. I'm talking five-year-olds, you know, up to 14. But I worked an overtime assignment for RAGBRAI. I'm in uniform. And when I all of a sudden hear, Mr. Kevin, Mr. Kevin, and there are kids coming up to me and saying, I was in your safety village class. And same thing at RAGBRAI. I had kids coming up and saying, kids that were doing RAGBRAI, I mean, these are 14, 15-year-olds. I was in EMS camp, and they stopped and talked to me. So the whole time we're doing, you know, it's 100 degrees. We're doing this stuff. It's 10, 12-hour days. We're like, oh, my God, can this just get over? We want to, you know, get home and get cool. We don't realize the impact we're making sometimes, you know, six months later, 10 years later, yeah. but I'm actually, I'm still new in this position about six months. Day one to six months, Roger, I'm, I'm telling you guys, we, the Iowa City Police Department is doing outstanding work. Awesome. It, it comes down to, you need to be fully staffed. You need to have the right people in the right positions, but we have a young department. When I'm like, hey, I need five volunteers for National Night Out, I get 10. You know, and when I'm like, hey, can you stop by this neighborhood park? They're, they have an event at Mercer Park. The officers stop by. They're calls for service related because they're still real busy. But uh, my legacy when I retire in 14 months, I just want this to be a robust program that I hand over to the next supervisor that comes in. Oh, and one more thing. Jo Joa is our mental health specialist that goes yeah. out, uh, homeless outreach and mm -hmm. mentally ill and folks in crisis. He was doing two full-time jobs because we couldn't fill the other position. We just got that filled, and Katie starts with us next week. Awesome. In training for about four to six months before she's in the field. But 16 days, five days a week, we will have a mental health counselor embedded with the Iowa City Police Department. That is great. Wow. And that is awesome. I mean, we 
the next goal is to have that weekend coverage at least, you know, five, six hours on the weekend because those calls don't stop on Saturday and Sunday. No, they don't. But those two are an absolute, well, Joa for sure, absolute asset to patrol mm -hmm. because we have less of a police footprint and there's a social work footprint. Yes. You know, sometimes it's concurrent, but a lot of times we can just back out and let, let Joa do his thing. That's and, awesome. Uh, so I, I am, I know I'm biased, but I'm, I'm proud of what we're doing. Uh, I'm glad I took this position. I, I love coming to work every single day. It's busy, but it's not stressful. I, I say that every day. It's so much better than policing. I'll, I'll tell you. I think I understand that it's not a shortage of money, it's, but it's a shortage of applicants to yes. fill the spots. And every, especially the human services field, I guess that's what they're calling they're, the pay is just not what it should be. Yeah. And so people are going to the private sector and those are tough jobs with tough hours and tough clients and, you know, caregiver burnout, caregiver fatigue. Um, we're lucky to have Joa for two years. I mean, that's the shelf life is about 18 months nationally. And so hopefully we get Katie for, cause I think we'll have Joa for a decade or so until he retires. But yeah, it's, they're just not getting the applicant pool. Same thing with policing everywhere. Um, so there's money there. We just got to fill it Sounds and fill like it with the, the right people. And the right alongs are really helpful, though. We can yeah. be optimistic about that. Yeah. I think Kelsey had a question. Seems like you might have to run. I'm sorry for joining late, but I just oh, wanted no. to say how great it is that the police department has been participating in the community violence intervention efforts. So I know that they're um, really just getting started, but I think also considering that it's not just about violence in violence intervention in the community, but how the community is involved mm -hmm. in part of violence intervention and prevention. I read the book, The Model, The, the model is After. The Bleeding Out Yeah, book. The Bleeding yeah. Out. Uh -huh. And it, it's repetitive, and it's from a guy from Harvard, so I'm like, eh, academic, does this guy ever in the field? And then you start looking at the data nationally. I mean, it works. So, again, luckily we're not like Baltimore or Detroit where we have, you know, that kind of violence. But we have enough to where I think the team is going to do the notifications and do some good work. And, and I would just say too that that's one model mm -hmm. and um, Apt, who, who wrote that book, he'll, he's the first one to say this is a theory mm -hmm. and it actually hasn't been proven yet as a full comprehensive theory. Um, but there are so many other wonderful models and I think what we see across the board with these models is that the key to them working is the community being involved and, and civilian leadership and coordination with the police departments. So I'm so excited to see that that's what's happening. This, I don't want to take up a bunch of your time but yes. the first meeting we had there was a gentleman over there in the corner and he's like what's up Bailey and I'm like I recognize yeah. him from somewhere I, yeah. I, I know him I know him it's a guy I worked a case on when I was a detective then ended up in the penitentiary got his college degree he's, he's not embarrassed about it mm -hmm. he's at the meetings yeah. and he sits right alongside of me because I was always respectful to him and he's like, we need to change the hearts and minds of these young kids or they're going to be setting where I did for 10 years. Yeah. And so having that, like you said, it's just not a bunch of cops or a bunch of teachers or counselors talking to these kids. It's a conversation with the kids and or whoever's in the group. I, yeah. Our first intervention was with juveniles. Yeah. Uh, but I was skeptical. I'll, I'll be honest. You know, I'm that salty old cop that, you know, yeah. this, this isn't going to work. And yeah. I've been surprised so far. I mean, I'm sure we're, you'll never bat a thousand with that model. You're still going to have violence, but I was encouraged. But the people coming to the group have energy. It's it's mm -hmm. veterans, but you also have the next wave coming in when we're gone. So we have younger officers and people involved, so they'll create new history. 
So I'm excited about that too. I don't do as much with that as I do just yeah. with the outreach, trying yeah. to prevent it yeah. from ever getting to yeah. that. Yeah. But I, I would encourage you because I think they're paired, right? Mm-hmm. So I yeah, think it's right. good for you to be involved. Yeah, and he in talks it. about yeah. it in yeah. the book. Yeah. Well, um, we we appreciate the work that you guys are doing. Um, I'm going to try to bring Trey Hall to the next meeting. He just couldn't great. make it tonight because I'd love for you great. guys to meet him. Because we'll, you'll get him one month, me the next month, because Southside Neighborhood yes. District is the same yeah. night you guys are, and we want to hit both of them. I like seeing the, you know, the, a lot of the young officer, and uh, for lack of a better word, it, they are looking like the community. Mm-hmm. And, and I like what the police department have done in the new hiring. Mm-hmm. I know hiring is tough in those it's, jobs, yeah, human services. Down. You know, you not only the money, but the secondary trauma and all the stuff that goes with it. But I like, you know, when you see the young officers downtown in events, mm-hmm. they are looking like the community and yeah. they're getting involved in the community. Many of them are speaking different languages. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's and I amazing said on the to see. Process, so. I mean, we still have a very high standard for the Iowa City Police Department. We're very mindful of yes. that applicant that we want. So, And uh, we're getting ready to I have interviews this week, Thursday and Friday. So. Good. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. Is that, Hopefully. Is that what you guys are looking for? Every that's, time that's, from us? that's the information Just, and I know that you we like. like photos. We'll try to. <laughs> we won't kill you with stuff. Literally, if I told you everything we did in a month, I would need 30 minutes. We'll, we'll just hit some highlights. We like getting stuff. the highlights, and we like to seeing the police department involved in the community and all those connections that you are making that you're talking about how it's not you pushing to the the, the community anymore and the community is coming to you that's kind of what we want in our police department i've done overtime for football since covid started back up and i'm an east sider you know that my kids went to my son went to city high my daughter i would have the neighborhood kids that know me come up to me we literally took 15 different selfies at the city west game just groups of kids. I mean, I, I was, they had paint. They had some whiteout paint. Yes. Had paint, head to toe on my uniform from different groups of all, you know, the, the males, the females. The, all the kids were coming up and taking selfies with us. That's awesome. And that wasn't happening right after COVID. It was, you know, they, hi, hi, Kevin, you know, or, you know. But now I love that the flow is more this way now. Yeah. And, uh, but again, I don't take credit. It's, you know, Andrew McKnight that did the job before. And well, it's all, all of you guys. It's all of you guys. This is a lovely continuation of officer friendly. So Yeah. It's awesome. And it works. It it's works. Awesome. And I, I hope you guys will do more. It's a good feedback uh, from the community, but um, also to keep on reaching out more. I don't know what's the connection we have with jail, because a lot of the people that's getting arrested, getting drunk, mm-hmm. arrested, what they can, what they cannot do. Yeah. So we, have those talk. with Joshua, we're really involved with the immigrant community, Sudanese. I mean, he speaks so many languages, I lose track. <laughs> but he does that and then brings me in when they're yeah. ready to talk about domestic violence. A perfect example, we went to Tyson's and this gentleman kept getting tickets for a license violation and he's got a driver's license. We didn't know to have registration on his car. He just didn't know the language. So he's like, I keep getting pulled over for my license, and I have my license. So Joshua, we were able to work with him, get those tickets, not expunged, but they, it was just, he didn't understand that he needed, that he had insurance, he had everything, he just didn't know he needed vehicle He's registration. Sticking. So Joshua is our 
I mean, he's our face of that. He's always on Zoom meetings. He's, he's always getting us. He's in, a good. He's a good meetings. guy. But that's a. That's still a. T I, we're not a hundred percent in that group yet. Uh, we are with the soccer kids, but yeah. that's we still have a lot of work to do there. Not because he's not doing it. It's just that's a tough barrier. It'll take to a while. Down. It, it well, takes a while to break in on that trust. So well, I talked to a, a guy there that said, if the police pull you over, you could die. And that's the whole country. Yeah. And then we just think they come over here and they should just embrace us. That that takes some time to build that trust. So, yeah. But we're working on it. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for being at Tyson. I saw a lot of video. Coming yeah. And, and we're going back. We're going to make that probably every quarter because awesome. it was so successful. And then it just grows every time. Are you doing other organization or just Tyson? Yeah. The thing, I'll be honest, the thing is, like Oaknell Retirement Center wants us, Tyson wants us. <laughs> I mean, there's so much to do. Yeah. I could keep another full-time officer busy, but I mean, we're down with get staffing. Yeah, yeah, and it's, so we would love to do everything. We triage and, and do what we can, uh, but but we're pinging. I mean, we're running at high RPMs right now. We'll, uh, we'll screw off everything. Thank screw you. Off. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, it was good seeing Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you. Yeah, it'll be Trey next month with me. Okay. And then you'll get him. Sounds good. See you guys. Bye bye. Thank you. See you, Stephanie. Bye bye. Item six: racial equity and social justice grant. Uh, item seven. Sorry, <laughs> that was item six. We just finished. So, item seven: racial equity and social justice grant. I think this is what we're talking about. How uh, we all have. Uh, assign uh, a grant recipient that we're supposed to make contact with them and we're supposed to do those uh, check pictures. So I just wondering if... Uh... A report. Okay, Mark, go ahead. I presented the Houses into Homes grant on August 29th. Um, so I saw the great pictures. Uh, it, but it was a wonderful experience because I made sure that there were a lot of volunteers there when I went. Mm -hmm. So we got a big picture. I think it was, they were excited to get the grant, um, especially since they'd had one previously and couldn't fulfill it, so they had to return funds. So I've been in contact with them about how it's going. Mm -hmm. um, and so they're prog progressing. I, I think the other thing, I appreciated what Sylvia sent out for all of us to look at. Yeah. Um, I, maybe it's in the packet. but It is in the packet. Um, it's, a, it's, um, it's an additional. Separate, but it's, yeah, well, and the, the, with that was, this sense that it was great press for the Human Rights Commission, but it was great press for Houses End to Home. Yes. Two days later, a friend of mine sent them a check for an equal amount. Yes. That, that was the whole point of us changing that grant. It was not only to highlight human rights, but it was to highlight the work of those organizations that are receiving funds. So that's, that's amazing to hear right there. So awesome work. Uh, our report next. I did tour the right house of fashion and a lot of the work that they're doing over there. Uh, but that was before we got the check. <laughs> so I will be presenting the check sometime in October here when they have one of their programming because I actually want to see their programming. Is as it well. fair, Sylvia or Stephanie, that they've all gotten the checks? Well, they got the actual checks. No, I mean, they got the money. Yeah, they got the money. They got, oh, yeah, they got the money. In, like I think they got money. the money in June. Yeah, so big this big. is just to highlight them, give them some uh, acknowledgement, some publicity, so we can highlight their work. So anybody else has anything to report there?
Sure, I can go next for Sylvia okay. and myself. So um, Sylvia and I have for uh, over four weeks been trying to secure a date <laughs> with Great Plains Action Society. And it's only because um, the wonderful problem is that we're meeting with them in other veins um, oh. and especially for the Indigenous Peoples Day yes. planning. And so that pulls from all of our calendars already. So it's a good problem to have. Um, but one of the really beautiful things that's happening through this is we are then developing a relationship, a closer relationship with this really significant Significant group in our community and also in our region, and also really taking on board lessons and, and approaches and hearing from several of you, including Mark, about how we might think about the relationship between the Human Rights Commission and um, representatives of the indigenous community in our city. So um, we will be doing the check presentation at some point, um, Stephanie, um, but we are, I think, starting just with a first conversation later this week on Friday, and then going from there of the official kind of check presentation. But we did want to sort of lay some groundwork um, yeah. in building that relationship too, and also working with the city um, and the city parks and rec department. Thank you, Kelsey. Uh, so I did have some conversations with neighbors in Johnson County, uh, a couple meetings um, since I'm on the board and do doc talk to the director, but this schedule time this week to come in and uh, present the check. Thank you. Okay. Stephanie you asked me to give you my schedule. I think it would be good if you get theirs and then I'll just. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was. Just a reminder for everyone. Sorry to interrupt. To speaking to the mics yes please because it's yeah. probably um, even hard for doug maybe to hear yeah i think i've been busy with the mental health day celebration work so i haven't had a chance to uh do the natural talent music but i think i will need your help stephanie because i was not sure i mean i looked it up but i wasn't sure who i should contact and get in touch with so probably after the mental health day i'd like to just get it done mm -hmm. i will send you the contact that we have Thank, Thank you. you. And uh, Center for Worker Justice, has anything happened there, Doug? No? No, I haven't gotten a, excuse me, haven't gotten a response from them again um, yet. I'll reach out again this week and see if I can get a time with them. Okay. Thank you, guys. Uh, second part of that, we have uh, information session for the next grant, which is coming up here in November. I saw that there was two dates. Uh, one is on November 8th and November 15th. Were you looking for volunteer for? Yeah, and if and if we can't do both dates, then just making sure that there's one. And then okay. we can record it and just send it out to the community. Can we look at our calendar and maybe email you what mm -hmm. we can do? Mm -hmm. Okay. In, in do you, do you, previous meeting, we had a couple of volunteers. It's in oh, minutes, you did? Too. So um, Doug and I both offered as tentative, potentially November 8th as representatives. And okay. then Sylvia offered November 15th, um, I believe confirmed. But okay. I knew Doug and I needed to see a bit, bit more about our schedules and calendars at that time. So it looks like we could possibly do both. Okay. And if um, folks could just let me know by... Mm, probably the f second week in October. 
Okay. Just because we have news releases planned and, and things, and so I want to just make sure if we're only doing one date, that's fine, but just so I All can right. confirm one or the other or both before we do that news release. Okay, so you can get back to Stephanie. That'd be great if you are able to jump in on one of those. That'd be great. Anything else on the grant? If no. it's easier, I could just send out outlooks, and if you can't do it, then just decline it. If you can't, that'd be just great. Accept it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Definitely, we'll send our outlook. No, we. Um, I don't think I have any updates on the grant that I can remember right now. What was that? I don't think I have any updates on the grant. Okay. All right. Uh, item eight: collaboration with the recreation department on. Upcoming program, we have uh, October 9th, Indigenous People Day, which Kelsey is involved with, Sylvia. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I look forward to hearing about that one. So. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want me to go now? Sure. Yeah. So um, I there have been weekly meetings between um, the city's park and rec department um, with Mallory um, and her team, as well as with both Sylvia and I, and then also with Great Plains Action Society. Uh, and they've been really wonderful to listen in on. I will be quite honest with you that I feel that my um, contributions at this point in time are very minimal um, because everyone is really um, just running with it and it's, it's really moving ahead forward. And one of the really beautiful things um, to observe is that the commitment and the organization around it has really expanded um, as we've been uh, meeting with them and as our indigenous community members have been um, consulted in, in the effort. So. Um, just really commending our Parks and Rec Department for even having that kind of outreach. Um, it's been wonderful to listen in on. Um, for all of you, um, I think you might have seen the promotion from the yes. city of Iowa City um, for the Monday night activities on October 9th. Please come bring your families. It's going to be at Terry Trueblood. Um, there will be some vendors there, some tabling. And um, I think it's going to be a, a really beautiful event, very wonderful. So I hope that you can make it. Awesome. I saw that it's like 5.30 to 7.30 or something like that. It's the flyer's in the packet yeah. um, yes. for the I, I want to tag on to that because yeah. at the Angler, um, on, I had it, on November 10th, that's a Friday at 7.30, there's Truthsgiving. Yes. Uh, truth will now be, um, will not be whitewashed. And I, it's not something through the city. I think it's Great Plain Action. It is Great Plain. Can you say more? Um, and, and actually, Stephanie, they received yeah, money it, from I mean, us yes. for yeah. that activity. Um, uh, not a lot, but that is the primary nature of our involvement now with them and with presenting the check is for that activity and for that event. Yeah. And um, that's a great program. I'm embarrassed that I'll be out of town, but no, I'll it, be there on the 9th of October. Yeah. Um, and, and I think, too, just um, there's a lot of great resources on language around these days and what we're commemorating and how we can recognize our community members within them. So um, and, and language is just like the first step in action. Right. So um, the Indigenous Peoples Day, you'll note, is an intentional um, reset and, and direct shift from referring to Columbus Day. And so, again, if you're in these spaces and you can help kind of shift language, moving away from Columbus Day to really recognizing Indigenous Peoples Day on October 9th um, is significant and important. Thank you, Kelsey. And uh, October 14th, that's the mental health celebration. I think uh, Bijou and uh, John Video planning on attending that event. Yeah, I think John V met with uh, Mallory. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I met with Mallory and um, so she did tell me about the Indigenous Day up and running. Uh, and at that point, you know, she was still looking for people to fill in spots for presentations and so music therapists um, and other 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 areas uh, because my background is in mental health. So I just, you know, we were collaborating on trying to find uh, people who could speak fill those spots and I think she's found more and more people. Um, I think I'll be doing a presentation too on mental health as a basic human right. Nice. Um, that would also, also incorporate um, the resources that are available for the community and specifically targeting mental health, um, how it's the, the whole system of treatment of mental health is not very inclusive and misses out on a lot of cultures. So I think that's, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And we're meeting back again on Monday. So yeah, if Biju is also able to join us, but we'll have a table. And while I have the presentation, if you're there, then Biju will be on the table just for a little bit. I'll be um, gone and then back. So I think I also have to work with Stephanie probably because I was thinking of bringing some flyers because uh, we are. Th this is through the Human Rights Commission, and I thought if we could write, um, we always so. have merch. So. We do. Yeah, yeah. So bring and also creating some flyers on mental health as a basic human right, uh, sort of a topic. Stephanie is very good about getting uh, merchandise that we have to match whatever events we're going at. So yeah, Madison's office is kind of the storage closet, so I'm sure Madison would greatly appreciate you having a table at all three events. Yes. Because it will clear up her space. Thank you. And uh, the All Around the World is coming up on November 18. And uh, in attendance, we were planning, I was planning on joining that and uh, Sylvia and Bijou as well. Yes, and we met with Mallory on Friday. She's having a little bit of pro problem to reach out to other organizations to join so they can have a table, table together. <coughs> we spoke for a while and uh, she has an idea of what to do. Uh, she would like to see more people from the community. Mm -hmm. and, uh, Sylvia was amazing because she brought um, idea from the diversity culture that happens, you know, like an idea of how to get involved and what to involve yeah. with. So we're gonna meet again, but. Um, awesome. Good. And, and I talked with Mallory, and I think this date for the 18th will change. Yeah, think? yes, it's yeah, changing. It's actually. like a big Hawkeye football game. Oh. oh. So he's going <laughs> to pick a – I forget who they're playing. Sorry, I don't, I don't know the schedule, but they, they thought they probably couldn't compete against that. Yes, you – everything involved around Iowa schedule. <laughs> okay, item number nine, commission – Commission committee's uh, reports, and I know it has been tough getting some of the committees to meet, so if any of you have met, you can report to us. We'll start with building bridges. So I think you just heard from all three of us in yes. terms of our work for the days. <laughs> so that might be telling that we haven't been able to meet still. But, but you've been doing a lot of work. Yes. So, um, good. Our en energies have gone elsewhere, um, but I do still look forward to Yes. Well, uh, I'm the sole member here. I know we lost one of our members, Sue Ann, which uh, resigned from the board for family changes. And I know Sylvia's sick, and I've been traveling. I just got back on Sunday, so we have not met. But I would reach out to Sylvia, and uh, we're hoping that we can get a new member soon. Maybe the next by the next meeting we have a new member. I think I it'll know. be the November meeting. Yes. So. Uh, breaking Bread, anything? Ahmed and I defer to Doug. 
You got it. Muted. You're muted, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, Mark and I met briefly um, and kind of discussed a little bit uh, about what we what we might want to do, but I we didn't really come up with any you know, major plan of action. Um, well, I think it's. I don't fair. know, Mark, if you want to fill in more. Am I on? Yes, you are. Doug, I, I think it's fair to say that both you and I felt like we need to re-up with a strategic plan and see how this is fitting in because it was a nice 15-minute meeting, but we're, we're both kind of blank-faced. Refresh, yeah. reset. Yeah. We, yeah, it's reset. Good. Well, I know – go ahead, Kelsey. No, go ahead, Roger. Go. I, I know everybody's doing work. So the, the, the commission, committee might not be meeting, but I know everybody's so involved in this committee, so busy doing the work that, that that's why we're here. So it's not just about meeting. It's about actually being out there doing the work. Maybe one, one point, um, because I think that this is a really important question of like, um, you know, aligning capacities with where we want to help significant change in our community or support those who are creating change in the community. And I really appreciate that I'm hearing this question kind of um, um, reiterated across this group and across this table. And one of the, uh, the ways in which I might encourage all of us to reignite this is um, to take a look not just at the city's strategic plan, how then um, the consultants also worked with the Human Rights Commission. Um, those two documents are all very important, absolutely. But then we also have the Better Together plan um, and the presentation that Katie Gerlach and her team provided to us. And I was just re recently revisiting that and there's a lot, lot of really, really special things um, and advice for our community within that. And so I was finding that re-inspiring, and so in case that's that's useful to all of you as well. Um, and if you you need a copy of that, just let me know. Or or I'm, I'm sure Stephanie also has that too. Well, and hasn't that group merged with somebody else that Nancy Bird is running? Is it? I think it's the Chamber of Commerce. It's the Chamber, with yeah. ICAD, and yeah. Calling it the Greater Iowa City. Uh, yes, okay. that's a different group. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The old Chamber of Commerce with ICAD that merged. And so I don't speak Iowa City anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Mark, I wonder if this happened in some of that transition time. Um, I don't know if, if you would have been still with us when we had that presentation from Katie. I don't Katie. think he was. I wasn't, but Katie yeah. came to my rotary meeting. Oh, good. Okay. 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 And then okay. I heard that there was, and then I was here when with the, the TRC, TRC to hear it again. Oh, good. Okay. Um, but it just seems like Nancy Bird is networking something with all of them. Well, I think Better Together is still working with that group as well because they are all serving the something Iowa City. So. Something different? Well, it was, was it Better, better Together 2030? Is yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You've got it. You're right on it, Mark. Synapses are not working. Yeah. You got it. All right. Uh, item 10, Human Rights uh, Breakfast Ceremony is coming up. It is. And uh, this was a group put together to work on a selection? Yes, and they are working. They are working? Yes. All right. And uh, then we'll work on the introduction and award presentation. And do we have the date? I know it's I have it in my calendar. It's the 25th of October. October 25th. At The View. And that's always a great breakfast. So I encourage all of you guys to clear your calendar on that morning. Is that 7? Oh, a little before. Yeah, we get there a little before, then we yeah, start the program at 7. Yeah, because I think the honorees I tell to show up at 7, so I would say maybe a little earlier yeah. for commission members. And we get great breakfast, so 
and we do have a few opportunities. Um, usually the chair and vice chair do it, but Sylvia is actually um, not a, she's in New York on, on She'll this. be in New York doing that then? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we have, uh, you know, I'll be there and uh, we might need another person volunteer. Usually what we do, kind of like we did the youth award, uh, one person is reading the nom nomination so we can move things faster and the other person is handing out the award and then we do a picture at the end. And those are some amazing things. So, so if anybody would like to uh, do that, just uh, shoot Stephanie an email, then we'll go from there. Well, I'll be there. Yeah. yeah, even I'll be there. Okay. And the breakfast is great. Did I say that? Is that <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, breaking bread, people. So, okay. Uh, we'll go to item number 11, staff announcement. I don't think I have any, but thank you. Okay. I know we have a couple commissioners that need to leave early, so I'm trying to get all of you guys in. Uh, item number 12, commission and announcement, and uh, commissioners shall not engage in conversation during this uh, time. So anybody want to go first, if they have anything to share? Yeah, many of you have been sharing a lot of work that you've been doing. So I have a long list. All right, let's go. Uh, so you need to know I meet every Wednesday morning at 8 o'clock with the Iowa Interfaith Alliance Faithful Voices Anti-Racism Team. It's a, national, or it's a statewide group that I meet with, but it's a, na a national group. Um, let's see. Uh, on September 6th, I went to a thing at Cornell called Spirituality of Organizing. It was led by a Reverend Burns Stanfield from Fourth Presbyterian in Boston, and it was basically in small groups doing one-on-ones to f name necessities in the city and let that spread out. So it was, it really interfaced with what we did with TRC about strategic doing rather than strategic planning. Uh, you know, you do what, what do you got to bring to the situation and, and how are we going to um, respond? Uh, which reminds, oh, I watched Spike Lee's Four Little Girls. Uh, it's a story of the Birmingham bombing. Um, I did that. You know, I did it on that day, and my wife and I watched it together, and we wept, and um, that Sunday morning I was listening, I was watching for sermons from preachers that I looked all over the state for finding somebody to say something about it. Finally, I found a church in Des Moines that the woman spoke powerfully about it. Uh, so I attended the TRC on September 7th, and again on September 13th, um, and we defined... Um, no, wait, then, no, I attended TRC 907. Then 913, I attended via Zoom def defining our future with Demetria uh, McCain, the HUD officer. I blocked out two hours. I think it was going to happen. We got a 30-minute red speech. Uh, it was like a fire hose, and I couldn't take notes fast enough, and I'm glad you recorded it, if anybody's interested. Um, let's see, 914 was a strategic doing with a TRC and others. Uh, 9:18, I was with um, met with Sylvia and Kelsey, and uh, we really, I thought, had a really healthy conversation about land acknowledgement. Uh, made me very happy. Um, then on 9:21, I went to the Human Rights Offered uh, Digging Deeper uh, with uh, Tommy Ross. The neat thing about that was I'm on the Social Justice Committee at my church, and I got two women from the congregation to go with me. Uh, and of course now they're ignited and. <laughs> 
Pastor, that's your problem. <laughs> but uh, they're very, very inspired. Um, and then I was interviewed with Doug about the, the Human Rights Commission's 60th anniversary, and that was published in the Daily Iowan today. Um, I'm reading Braiding Sweetgrass, and tomorrow um, afternoon I'll be with uh, uh, Manufactured Homes uh, public meeting at the <coughs> county administration building. Um, and I, I do know a person who owns one of the manufactured home parks and wants to sell it. I, I haven't found a buyer yet, but I only learned about it this morning. So. It's TF time. Thanks, Mark. Anybody else? You guys do this stuff all the time. I was just taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a little um, not in my typical vein of sharing, but I just had to share. My husband had his citizenship ceremony last week. Well, congratulations um, to him. Yes, and it was a very interesting experience um, when we think about um, our communities being welcoming spaces and how even our state represents that, how our, our entire country represents that through um, the comments that were shared at the citizenship ceremony about um, uh, our, our newest citizens um, coming from all over the world really making our, our communities and our, our country. And so I think just hearing those kinds of statements represented um, was very encouraging, um, very moving, and then also very personal as well. So I don't know if, if others in this room have been, uh, have attended those ceremonies before, but it was very special. Just wanted to share. Well, well I have because I got my citizenship <laughs> a long time ago. I think he has been, man, I think it was like 2001, yeah. so it's been a long time ago, but it's always uh, one of the most moving time when you feel like in that ceremony, like you belong, like mm -hmm. you are one. And going through the testing part, you learn so much and <laughs> you feel like uh, at some point, my wife always tells me, it's like, you know, sometimes immigrant people know more about United States than True. the yeah. people that live here yeah. <laughs> because we learn and even as a young kid going to school in Africa, we were learning about U.S. history. True. You know, we were learning about the presidents and everything going on here, the constitution, the three branches of government. Yeah. But sometimes you don't see kids over here learning about the history of what's going on in other countries. So It's interesting. We're a year into sponsoring a Ukrainian refugee family. Right now they have refugee status. It's different than immigrants? I yes. Don't know. I'm looking at Kelsey because I don't know the language. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So they've got a year left as they understand it. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. It's a, it's a whole different program. Refugees, then you got to go to the green card, then, you know, it's the whole experience. So good. I don't, I don't have much to share, so. Uh, for me, uh, mostly just busy work, but outside of that, I had the opportunity to do a list online with the neighborhood signers in the community in Pheasant Ridge neighborhood. Uh, the help of Kelsey, Alex, and some other folks uh, coordinating with that and pretty much just got a bunch of legislators in the room and had the opportunity to bring folks from the community in and just had to pretty much just be able to speak about the issues they saw in the community and uh, just go from there. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I don't have a lot to. I just started um, working, doing neuropsychology practicum, which um, is showing me a lot that needs to be done in terms of basic access and inclusion. Uh, we're not prepared and equipped to work with 
a huge part of uh, not just America but the global population. So um, getting more interested in doing uh, work that's related to that because we are having a larger immigrant community uh, and also a diverse community. Um, so that's something that I'm diving slowly into. I missed the last meeting um, because I was in the morning taking part in a lot of the, the stage training that they provide to people. And it was just interesting for me, the, some of those training we're talking about secondary trauma mm -hmm. and the, the substance abuse epidemic that we're having in the state. And it was so moving for me to see how many people that work, not therapists, mm. uh, some of them, uh, uh, EMT people, and uh, just all those frontline people and how much secondary trauma they experience mm -hmm. and how to deal with that and the, the epidemic of just the methamphetamine, the, what it's doing to our state and how many families are getting torn apart mm -hmm. because of all those things. So, And what the Iowa Department of Health and Human Services is really trying to do to focus on mental health and just making it available to everybody. But we still have shortage of therapists. We have shortage of workers. We have shortage of everything. So it was, I, I didn't like missing the meeting, but it was good learning to see some of the things that's happening in our state and where the uh, IHHS is trying to focus on providing some funding. Maybe we can recruit more people, so. Wow. That's all I have. Anybody have anything else? Well, no dog? Well, we're making good time. No, Maybe we can send month. Stephanie home early today. Hey. Nothing, dog? No? No, no. I, was, I wish I was in Iowa City. I'd be at the LGBTQ health conference with Sylvia today. That was, but I ended up having to come to exotic Cleveland for the week. So <laughs> I missed out on that. Um, but yeah, nothing else for me though, thanks. Well, safe travel. Nice to see you again. Yeah. Uh, item 13, adjournment. Do I entertain a motion to adjourn? So move. Move by Mark. Second. All in favor say aye. Aye. All right, anybody oppose? No? Uh, we are done, Stephanie.